listening to Down by the Bank, a Jacksonville Jaguars podcast with Corey, Derek, and JK3. All right, welcome to Down by the Bank. This is Corey. Hey guys, what's up? It's Derek. What's up guys? It's JK3. All right, so we're joined by a really cool guest. Uh, Really honored to have him on. Uh, He's a retired All-Pro NFL kicker of nine years for our Jacksonville Jaguars since the inception in 1995 to 2001. Repped us in the Pro Bowl in Hawaii, and he's up there. If you go on, uh, you know, the Pro Football Reference website and a lot of the rankings and kicking stats and practically all the categories in NFL history. Um, And he now runs an organization called Proform Kicking Academy, and that is Mike Hollis. Hey, Mike. How's it going, guys? Doing good. Yeah, doing good. We appreciate you taking the time. Um, kind of uh, first and foremost, just because you know we just kind of talked about it, the Proform Kicking Academy, um, I kind of did some resource beforehand. And it sounds like it's something that you're fully involved in nowadays. It's sort of, a, I guess, an academy to help develop and train pro football kickers. Um, so, you know, how did that get started? And, and maybe give us the background in that and kind of how it's going. Well, you know, it, uh, I started it in 2007, so I had a couple years after I, I officially retired in 2004, um, and uh, the, the period of time between 2004 and 2007, I was, I was kind of like juggling a couple things, trying to figure out what it is I wanted to do, to be honest with you. A transition isn't, uh, isn't the easiest uh, in the world because I played, you know, nine years, so, right. um, you know, if I had gone back and, and, and tried to use my my degree that I that I got from the University of Idaho, it would be kind of like obsolete by then. Um, so I'd have to go back to school and everything. And it's just it's just uh, something that I uh, I figured you know I, I I using the technique that I did in the NFL. Um, I, I thought um, you know it was it's such a unique way of kicking in a, in a sense that. Um, you know, I'm not a real big guy. I'm 180 pounds, you know, five foot eight on a really, really good day after some traction and maybe some inverted, uh, you know, table (laughs) sort of thing. But, um, you know, and again, I wasn't uh, freakishly athletic and I wasn't like, uh, you know, a great, a great athlete. I was very average athlete. And, um, I did what I did in the NFL for, for nine years. You know, you kind of mentioned a couple of things early on to open up this, uh, this interview and, you know, it, I felt that, you know, if, if I can do it, I, I know that other guys can do it. And I had seen a lot of, you know, things around and a lot of the ways that kids were still kicking. And I just, I, I cringe every time I see some of the things that they're doing and teaching, unfortunately. So I kind of felt that, you know, um, I would love to pass on the information that I was given um, by my kicking coach when I was younger. And, and, and ironically, uh, my kicking coach is my business partner in this academy. So it worked oh, nice. out really great. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I, I just, you know, it, it, it was, for me, it was just because it was different and it was, it was effective and efficient and everyone can do it. And the, the thing is with most guys out there and, and even unfortunately the coaches out there who are co- coaching kicking, they're, they're kind of more or less coaching things that the kids are going to w- want to do anyways. Um, you know, and, and the stuff that I do and teach is, is a lot different than that. Um, so I do kind of battle a little bit of, of that mentality where the kids, if they want a quick fix, if they want to, you know, add 10 yards to their kickoff today, I'm not the guy to see because the stuff that I'm going to teach them is going to take some time to, to, you know, progress and some time to develop. Uh, so, you know, the, the, the kids that come to me for coaching, um, typically we find are the ones that are more committed, the ones that, that stick with it are the ones that really see the big picture and, and uh, want to get to the ability that 
they specifically, their body type and their athletic ability and their size and everything that they can do. And that was my mentality. You know, I went to junior college for two years before I went to the University of Idaho. So I, I had to earn everything that I did. And, um, you know, I, 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 for me to earn that and, and work hard to get to that level, I thought, well, if I can do it, anybody can do it. And, and it was the technique. It wasn't because I was athletic, like I just said. So I figured, you know, I, I want to give kids a chance, you know, because there's a lot of kids out there that are very passionate about kicking. And if they're learning the wrong stuff, if they're learning stuff that most the, the most athletic guys in this world can do, only those guys can do, then they're never going to make it. And they're going to, you know, get discouraged and stuff. So I, I really focused on um, trying to, you know, give this information out to these kids and, and uh, at least give them a, an opportunity, you know, especially the, the passionate ones, you know, that, that was me. I was very passionate and I, I felt like whatever level that I can get specifically me, whatever level that I can get as far as, you know, my kicking is concerned. Great. If it happened to be the NFL, even better. Um, it happened to be, you know, some semi pro team. I don't care whatever it was that I could achieve. I wanted to do, and it's not going to be the case for a lot of kids out there doing a lot of stuff that they're already doing. So is it like one of those things where on the first day of training, you'll kind of wear your pro bowl Jersey to show off and show the person that you, you mean business and you got the credentials. Well, I, I think if they came to me, I think they might have an idea that, you know, a little bit about my credentials and what I've already done. Um, <laughs> right. But even then, you, you still battle the kids that, you know, think my stuff is crazy. And then yet they're listening to some guy that played a little bit of Division Three football. I'm like, oh, which one's crazy here? I don't know, you know, but, you know, it is it's, it is what it is. And, um, you know, I'm just I'm just offering a service and the ones that want to, you know, take the chance and, and not really the chance, really just, you know, agree to it and, and, and commit to it and, and, and know. And the cool thing about what I'm doing now is, you know, I'm 48 years old and the, with the, and, and I believe wholeheartedly is the fact that I can still kick the way I can because of my technique. You know, I'm not obviously 48 years old. You're not going to be very athletic not nearly as athletic as you were when you're 20 in your 20s. So, um, but I can still kick pretty, pretty good. And where, where, can you, where can you hit it from like right now? I mean, you know, if I had some wind behind me and a nice, decent, you know, fat worked in football, I could probably hit it from 55, you know? No way. Seriously, yeah. Oh, I, was, I was drilling for like 50 the other other week working with some kids. And you know, I don't break out my shoes very often, but but I, I the guy said, you know, hey, let's see. Are you going to kick today? I'm like, sure. And I literally didn't really warm up or stretch much. And, and again, it just has a lot to do with my technique. It's, it's very controlled and smooth. And it, it uses 100% of my body into the kick. And that's the biggest difference between me and this, you know, any other kicking technique out there is the fact that most guys focus on just swinging with their leg. And, and you need 100% of your body into the kick. And the only way to do that is to have forward momentum. And, you know, with kicking, it's, it's a very lateral motion for most kids. And um, not for me. You know, so it's a, it's a different mentality, but uh, I can still do it, which is great because I the other thing too is is having to show them and prove to them, you know, what I say in in the office, going over video and kind of you know talking about our technique. A lot of times, it's very you know head scratching, like how is that going to work? How is that possible to do? And I, I'm not sure if I quite believe it. I can go out and show them exactly what I'm talking about and um, prove to them that it, this this technique works. Even at 48, it works. Sure. I think I did. I see on your website where you almost kind of had like a golf analogy on there. 
um, in terms of how you're describing the form. The only reason I mentioned that is because I'm in the middle of golf lessons, which have not been very effective for me, but that's kind of one of the things that they also talk about in learning golf is to, you know, have the proper fundamentals and mechanics and it doesn't matter what age you are. Um, if you have those mechanics, then you can, you can, you know, pull it off and still, you know, hit pretty well. I, I want to say I saw some kind of golf reference on, on the site when I was looking at it earlier, but it seems like there's some similarity. No, there, there. You're right. There, there is, um, the difference between what I would teach and what, um, you know, most guys would teach is, is, is the fact that I can get really detailed here. I don't want to waste too much time, but, um, most guys, because they're kicking really heavy with the leg, because that's what they think works. They, they kind of sacrifice their momentum by stopping at the ball. Um, and that would be the same thing as a golfer walking up to stand next to the ball to hit it. He's clearly stopped when he's walking up and, and standing before he even takes his backswing. He's stopped. Well, that's what most kickers do is they run up to the ball, they stop real aggressively and swing with their leg. Um, the way I would do it, the way I would teach it is, is very similar to what Happy Gilmore would do. By running up <laughs> to the ball and hitting the ball as he's running by it. That's what I would teach a kicker to do. That's my golf uh, analogy with pro form kicking versus the other guys. How about, um, cause you've been doing it for a little while now. Do you have any, um, I'm not saying you should name names or anything like that, but any kind of success stories maybe that, uh, have come from the Academy in terms of guys that have progressed and, and, you know, kind of really made great improvements and made a team or, you know, made it into college or uh, as a starter or something you know, like that. We've had, we've had a lot of guys who have gone on to division one schools and, and played, you know, they're, they're played a kid from play, that played for Rutgers, had a kid that played for Vanderbilt, had a kid that, uh, that played for um, Wake Forest as a punter and uh, Notre Dame actually, but that same kid transferred to Notre Dame and, and still continued to punt. But um, we've had, uh, you know, Nick Novak would be a, another guy would be a firm believer in pro form, even though he didn't really do it. He's kind of a muscle guy. He wants to uh, muscle the ball, you know, and, and uh, we didn't teach him to muscle the ball. But so he's kind of taken some of our stuff, maybe some of the other guys stuff. But, um, you know, th- there's guys that have been kind of uh, floating around a little bit. We're, we're definitely not like uh, the other camps out there that have been around a lot longer than we have. And and um, have a lot more kids that come to them and they do They're doing a lot of showcase events. So they'll, they'll clearly, they'll claim, you know, anybody that comes to their showcase event and does well, they'll claim them as their, as their kid. Like, oh, we worked with him and he's now in the NFL. Well, okay. Well, you worked with him a couple times, but you really, really didn't teach him how to kick. And again, that goes uh, uh, with the, the whole mindset of, of what I told you about pro form and how it's, it's a commitment. It's a process. It's, I, I compare it to like, uh, you know, anybody who wants to be a heavy, you know, uh, a strongman, you know, Olympic, you know, strongman guy, you're not going to go into the weight room or, or, or go try to, to lift that, that tire that weighs, you know, a couple, 300, 400 pounds. You're not going to do that in day one. You got to work your muscles and get better and stronger and, and do all that. It's the same sort of thing with, with the pro form style that we teach is, is uh, there's a commitment level and you gotta, you gotta work on it. And um, it's, it's unfortunate. And I'm not, you know, not going to say much about the, you know, the, the mentality of kids these days, other than I think there's a little bit of an entitlement um, sort of attitude sometimes. And, and I want it now sort of attitude. And unfortunately it doesn't work that way with, with anything you want to, I mean, there is, a, there is the best way of doing everything in your life, any skill that you do, there is a best way to do it. And um, in order for you to do that the best way you can, there's going to be a process that you should, you know, apply to, to your, your, your work ethic and, and, and do some things with that rather than just relying on your athletic ability. And so you mentioned that, you know, your process and, you know, someone building up to it from a player perspective, you know, um, right now there's no preseason. What do you think 
you know, like, how do you think the effects are, uh, of that not having that preseason is going to be for, you know, the kicking game or just players in general right now in the NFL? Yeah, I think it's going to be tricky, um, you know, because you're jumping right into it. You know, game one matters. Um, you know, I played for Tom Coughlin, so every game matters. <laughs> um, but, you know, not to say that I, I didn't play as well as I would purposely on in preseason. I'm still trying to make every kick, of course, but um, you're jumping right into the fire at this point. So, you know, everything matters. And, you know, you, you used to have the four games, sometimes five, of course, of preseason. Uh, that gave you kind of the way of, of trying to, you know, solidify your team. And, you know, you got to work out guys and see them under pressure in game situations, that, that sort of thing. So that's going to be out the door. That's, that's gone. Bye-bye. Um, you know, and the other thing, too, is the fact that, you know, the mentality of the players, too, is, you know, they're, like I said, jumping right on the fire. It's like, oh, we, we got we to gotta play this weekend. And, you know, this is the, this is the game. And, and so the, the, it's, it's instantly, you know, affected their, their mentality as, you know, having to, to, to perform at, at uh, you know, game day, the opening game day level. So, I mean, do you think there is going to be like a learning curve? Like, for example, I mean, you know, the Jags, they got football here in almost, what, 16, 17 days. So, you know, what, what's the learning curve going to look like for teams? Or do you think it's a pretty narrow or pretty even because everyone doesn't have a preseason? You know, you think it's out of the gate. Everyone's got to do the same thing. So learning curve or no? Definitely a learning curve for every team. There's going to be a lot of mental errors. Um, you know, the first two or three games, I'm, I'm guessing there's going to be a lot of mental errors. Um, and that would have been preseason for most, for most teams, clearly, for, for every team. Um, but, yeah, there's not going to be any, any room for error, even though there will be errors. You, you know, you talk about errors, Mike, man, missing a kick or making a kick. You're the hero or you're – you better start ducking and get to the locker room quick. Uh, you know, for me, it's like you, you see the kickers and, and they're just by themselves. You guys are just kind of off in your own world, but you're focused. Like, t- take me through that. Take us through that. What's that like, man? You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm different than, than a lot of um, the, the cliche of kickers, that, you know, that, that mentality where everyone thinks that, you know, like the Adam Sandler video, Lonesome Kicker. I was actually in that video, by the way. Um, <laughs> for, like a half, for like a half a really? second kicking off, so you never know it was me. But anyway, huh. um, that mentality, I, I think, you know, for me, that, that, that really helped me a lot. And I really didn't do it on purpose. I'm, I was just a team player. And you know, to, to gain the respect of your teammates and your coaches uh, is, is, as a kicker, of course, is, is to, to be one of them, to work out with them, to do things with them, to work hard and, 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 and not go inside and, and duck away and hide, go eat pizza, play golf, that kind of thing. I, I didn't ever do that. Again, bringing up Tom Coughlin, we weren't allowed to do that. Um, but I wouldn't have done it in any ways. <laughs> but um, I think that the biggest thing is, is, is gaining that respect uh, from your teammates because, you know, they know that it's a difficult position mentally. And, yeah, it is our job. We've got to, you know, that's what we do all day long is we kick field goals and we're supposed to, you know, make our kicks, which is understandable. Um, but there are other things that can cause some errors. And, and, you know, not to say that it's anyone else's fault, but the snap, the whole, the whole operation has got to happen in one, uh, less than 1.3 seconds-ish. So, you know, there, there is a, um, an aspect of this kicking skill that requires um, a very, very, you know, athletic and professional sort of, of a person to do mentally and physically. <laughs> you got to deal with the mental side of it too. But, 
Um, it, the, the biggest, the, the best answer I can give you is the fact that, you know, I, I earned the respect for my teammates by, by showing them I was a team player, you know, being involved in their activities and, and, and not, not isolate myself from them. I was a teammate. Um, and I think that helped with, you know, the coaches saw that too. So, uh, the coaches and the players, I definitely earn the respect. Now the fans and the media, you miss a kick. You know, you just deal with it. You know, in my mind, I'm like, they have no idea. Maybe it was a bad snap or a bad hold or whatever. And, of course, I'm going to get blamed. I'll take full responsibility for it. But I know, you know, it, it, it's something that happens. And um, that stuff is not really going to affect me. And, you know, some guys these days, of course, with social media, you got to think about it. When I played, there wasn't social media. So I, I wasn't – I couldn't have the ability to get, you know, criticized through Facebook or Instagram or any other social media platform. So I didn't have that sort of thing. But even if I did, I, I wouldn't really listen to it because, again, you've seen those videos of those guys. You know, let's let's put people to the test, those armchair quarterbacks. Yeah. Let's get them out and, and yeah. they'll, they'll put a little just kicking, you know, field goal kicking display out in front of the stadium. And we'll see how good these people can be and how many of those guys can actually kick a football. Less than 5% of them can actually kick a football decently. You know, you talk about that, man. We talk about that all the time, the, the the armchair guys that just, you know, think they know it all, the keyboard warriors, the Twitter finger tough guys. In that routine that, that kickers do, um, I, I got I have two brothers that play college soccer. One has graduated, the other one just started. And one was all conference. And we went out to the park one day, started kicking a football. And he's like, dude, this is a lot harder than people think. People don't realize. He was telling me, like, you think, oh, I played soccer so I can kick a football. He's like, no, there's more, there's more to it. And um, he was about – Dan was probably like 45 yards out, and he could get it there, but it wasn't like, you know, he's like, it's just not smooth. I just can't do it. You know, you got to be – you know, the routine. And it's funny, you, we, we have that here uh, to ask you, routine. And, and he even mentioned that. This was two years ago. So I guess, you know, you, you have to almost – just like a jump shot, just like a, a golf swing, you have to keep that same routine. Yeah, and it's it's not easy to do in 1.3 seconds, and um, you know the plus they're not having the, the the field goal block team coming at them. They don't have uh, guys screaming profanities on the other end of the on the other <laughs> side of the field. You know, and, and, you know you don't have all that. Um, but but again, I, I ignored all that anyways. But uh, it, it is it is a lot definitely a lot more difficult to do it. And even as a kicker, kicking on my own with some sticks holding the ball up that's pretty simple when you get into routine, you get to the level that you are, you know, in practice and, you know, even in the NFL kicking on my own with my own little holder, or even, even Brian Bark or whoever's my holder, just putting the ball down kind of easy. It's, you know, you can work on things, that, but then you throw this live situation in and, and, and the fact that now it counts situation in, then it starts to play with your mind a little bit. And, and what, what really makes, um, even the even the armchair quarterbacks that are under pressure, even when it makes when when they fail, it's really because they're trying harder than they think. They're they're second guessing themselves, and that's what really the difference is between an average you know kicker and a great kicker with regards to their numbers and their success when they're playing football in, in games is the fact that how are they dealing with this this pressure? Are they are they adding more to it? Because when it counts, a lot of a lot of times you'll 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 find kickers who try harder. They think they got to do more work. And it's actually the exact opposite. You have to just think about doing less work really and letting the form and technique, of course, if you, if you have the form and technique to, to rely on 
that's a whole nother story. But if you have that to rely on, then just rely on that and not, not physically trying to do any more. It actually it hurts you to second guess yourself and do more on game day than it would be on any day of, of practice. So yeah, there's a lot of variables that go into Yeah, it. you mentioned earlier, man, about you know not having social media and not being around that time. I don't know what's worse, like getting dragged on Twitter for missing a kick or having like a column written by Vito Stellino for in the in the Florida Times Union. Like, I don't know which would be worse, man. Like you could look away, but that paper, people will probably clip that up and just hold on to it. And yeah, I don't know what's worse, man, having that, that the, 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 the Twitter spats or Vito write up something about you. Well, in my opinion, it's either one, it doesn't affect me because, again, they're not in the trenches. They don't really know what's going on, especially the sports writers. You know, they kind of act like they do, but they really don't. Um, you know, and, and especially, the, I mean, go, take the fans that have really no clue. Um, you know, so, again, as long as I'm okay with it, and this is kind of my motto, when, when I was playing and, and you know, really in everyday life, if I could look myself in the mirror at the end of the day and, and, and honestly tell myself that I did the best that I could under any, every, every circumstance that I was given that, that specific day, then I'm okay with it. Regardless if I failed or not, I'm okay with my effort because I can't do any better. So, you know, again, you have to just, you know, summarize it in knowing that you did the best you can. And if you honestly didn't do the best you can, then yeah, you can take fault for it and you can be upset with yourself. Clearly you should. But if you can honestly look yourself in the mirror and say, I did the best I could under the circumstances I was given, you have to be okay with that. And again, people say, you know, when I, I, I talk with, with classes and schools and different, you know, organizations and do, you know, some sort of more motivational stuff or whatever, but I, I always tell them, listen, you know, I, I was never much of a goal setter. I didn't really set goals because I didn't want to, if I failed a goal, then am I a failure? Again, so I, my goal, if I ever had a goal, was to do the best I could every day under the circumstances that I was giving, that was, that was my goal. So is if, again, all that compiles. And if you look at the, the big picture, you don't want to set a goal that's way, first of all, the first of all, um, uh, too unexpected, like, you know, that's ah, a little unrealistic. Um, and then again, you don't want to set a goal that's too far away because you don't know what's going to happen. Any, every, every game is different and every situation is different. So my goals, the goals that I would set for myself would be just do the best I can under the circumstance I'm given. I mean, man, you've got me, you've got me ready to run through a, run through a wall, man. I, I was only going to drink two beers tonight. Now it's, it's sick. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I'm going to make the best Excel spreadsheet tomorrow. So you, you've been a part of the, you know, some of the most uh, successful Jags, I mean, most successful runs that the Jags have had, you know, Pro Bowl, super decorated career, man. Um, most of the the fans that listen to this may have had that taste in 2017, um, you know, not calling anybody a bandwagon, but, you know, that um, is what it is. And then maybe that 07 playoff run, if you, you know, from there, <laughs> you know, what are some of the main differences that you see from those teams like that you were on? versus the last like maybe 10, 15, you know, years of Jaguars football? Like, you know, what are some of the, you know, key, you know, maybe strengths that you see or some things that you're just like, man, there's no way this is how we, you know, run the, run the table. Talk to me about that. Well, you know, the, the first, first thing that I can say is, is, you know, bringing up Tom Coughlin again. Um, Tom was extremely good at finding talented athletic guys out there um, who were team players, who were um, humble, who were in it to, to win for the team and for the, for the city and unselfish is a better way of say, saying it. And, and not, not to say that the guys that we have now are selfish. 
Um, but there, again, there is that little bit of an entitlement in the younger guys coming in these days. Um, so there might have some of that. Again, I don't want to sound like I, all, the, all the guys now are, are entitled and, and selfish. But the, the aspect of, of having team players and guys who want to win for the team and, and all that, is, is a, that's a big deal. Um, I, I think Tom actually would, would pass on guys who were more athletic in a certain position, and he would rather choose a guy that was more of a team player and a hard worker and someone who was dedicated to football and wanting to win over a guy that had more talent than that guy did. Um, there's a lot that has to do with the mental um, you know, abilities and, and what, how people treat you know, their job. And sometimes you, you throw a young kid a lot of money and they just feel it's not really necessary to perform at their highest level. Um, so there's that aspect. And, and I also think there's a lot of inconsistencies. There has, has been a lot of inconsistencies with the Jaguars. I think there's a lot of, of things that kind of um, you know, have happened in the, in, even in the back offices and, and, and things like that. There's a lot of um, rotating, you know, coaches leaving and new coaches coming in and, you know, obviously our new ownership group and, you know, the, the, the whole organization changed when Shad Khan came in. And, um, you know, I, I, you know, when, when Tom Coughlin came back to the Jaguars, I thought, okay, good. You know, he's going to, he's going to probably, you know, set some, some different rules and, 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 and standards within the organization, like it was with, with us when we were playing back in the day. Um, and even that, when he came back, we went to the AFC championship game. So I'm like, okay, great. This is awesome. But it, it didn't happen after that, the year after that. So, Again, there's been a lot of inconsistencies. I guess maybe draft picks haven't been – again, if they're picking guys with the athletic ability and don't really look at the mindset too much, I don't really have a good answer for you other than just what I see from the outside. So, again, I'm not going to um, uh, say the Jaguars have made mistakes left and right. Not at No one all. listens to this it, podcast. It, you could say that. Well, I mean, it's <laughs> – it, it, Great information. You know, these guys are good athletes, and it's just a matter of, of, of everybody coming together on game day. And, and, and if you're not, if you don't have your team, you know, behind you and, and, and as a coach, of course, or an organization on game day, every day, every day you're playing a game, if you don't have that team behind you 100% and, and, and wanting to win for themselves, it's going to be a struggle because um, every, every play is important. And if you don't treat every play important, you know, bad things can happen. You know, um, when you when you talk about that, the, the entitlement piece, we, we talk about that all the time. And I'll go out and say it that that, that was a fact um, that we had some guys on this team that were uh, me, 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 me all day long. And I think it ultimately cost us. Um, but going back to, to your days, man. All right. So there's got to be a story or, or something that you can tell. A, a, a big pop on kickoff that not that many people may know about that you might have uh, hit someone coming down. Uh, anything, anything out there that we may not know as far as like a big hit in practice or something, maybe you, 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 you put a guy on as you know what, and he didn't expect it coming from the five foot eight kicker, you know, that could kick some butt. <laughs> well, I, you know, not necessarily, not really in practice. We, you know, we weren't supposed to hit and clearly I wasn't going to hit anybody in practice because I, you know, yeah, I not know. that I, didn't I want to, but I know. You know, it's practice, practice, but um, I, I did, I did tackle Herschel Walker. What? Uh, not a lot of people. Understand that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I drug him down. He drug me for like five yards, but eventually he, gave up. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he saw this fly on his leg and he's trying to swat this fly off his leg and he just gave up, I guess. But yeah, I, you know, tackle Herschel Walker and, um, 
you know, uh, big kicks. You know, I've I've had some some kicks back in the day. You, you remember the Buffalo you know, game up in Buffalo, our first playoff game. That was a big kick for me. And then uh, go on to Denver and had three kicks again in that game. And you know, I've had some some pretty uh, pretty um, memorable kicks in my career um, as a Jaguar, of course. And and all of those are uh, you know memorable for me. And and um, you know, it, it's not like you didn't see those games. I'm sure you guys all saw most of those games um, or seen clips of them, but. You know, coming back some memorable times, of course, coming back from that Denver game and flying over the stadium at two or three o'clock in the morning, whatever it was, and to see, you know, 30,000 fans is, you know, screaming, you know, and, and uh, arms waving and, and everything. And then, of course, we get on the ground and, and go back to the stadium and, and uh, go on the field and do our, you know, our speeches and stuff. That was a, a really crazy time. It was a great, awesome experience. Um, one experience I will never forget for sure. And, and and really quick, all the armchair guys, everybody out there, you, you, none of us are tackling Herschel Walker. So uh, I know I couldn't. Period. Yeah. So the, it, Herschel Walker back in, in his in his day was uh, absolute stud beast. No matter what year he was in the league. So you know, hey, he, he, Mike's got something. I mean, on us. I'm not. I'm not even tackling Mike Hollis to be honest with you. So. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> Well, and, and you think of the little little guys, you know, think of uh, Desmond Howard. You know, he was on our, our 95 season team. You know, he, he was with us in Jacksonville for, for a short minute. And, you know, um, I, when he went on to play for the uh, Raiders, he was a kickoff return specialist for them as well. And I, uh, I actually tackled him, too. I flipped him. He tried to hurdle me. And I remember the, the funny part about this story is is uh, we used to play a game in the, in the front yard with my neighbors. It was kind of like fly up or whatever you call it. And it was just throw the ball up and, and whoever catches it, everyone tackles. And the guy's got to run or what, you know. And I literally learned how to tackle by playing <laughs> that game. And, and, and Tameric Vanover, I don't know if you remember him, but he was a big oh, yeah. guy. I tackled yep. him twice, actually. But the one time I tackled Tameric Vanover and also uh, Desmond Howard, where it was the same situation and the same thought that went through my mind as I'm tackling them was this game that I played with my, my, my kids in the neighborhood growing up. And I literally just grabbed his foot as he tried to jump over me. And that, that foot that I grabbed didn't go anywhere. <laughs> and that tripped him up and made him fall. And I used to do that all the time with my neighbor kids. They hated me for doing it. But that was kind of the way I, I loved to tackle because it was actually kind of funny. And I, it, the funny thing about this whole story that I'm telling you, or these examples of these tackles, is the fact that I'm actually thinking about that right as I'm tackling these guys in an NFL game in the middle of the, everybody. I'm thinking about that. Like, oh, my neighborhood. Oh, Mike, my buddy Mike Siegfried. I remember tackling him like that. That's awesome. That's really funny. Well, just oh, to uh, maybe wrap it up, I mean, obviously your assessment of the Jags kicking right now is probably – positive right I mean it seems like Lambo's doing a pretty good job out there absolutely uh you know even even with uh Scoby and, and and even with Jason Myers you know a lot of people discredit Jason Myers I, I've always thought Jason Myers was a good kicker I think mentally he got a little scared when the, the extra points went back to 33 yards and I played a, a mental game with a lot of kickers but I think Jason struggled a little bit with it but Jason was a great kicker it's just um statistically he was very good and some people just write him off. Like, yeah, Jason was terrible. No, he was good. And now we got Lambo, and Lambo is is phenomenal. Are you kidding? Me? Didn't didn't Myers go to the uh, go to the? He Pro went Bowl? to the Jets and made the Pro Bowl. Yeah, 
now he's back with Seattle again. So he's back with the Seahawks again. And, and um, I used to, I worked with him a little bit, you know, Michael Houston and I used to do some things together in camps and stuff like that. And I used to help Michael with some of his camps. Um, let me put it that way. It wasn't my camps, but um, Michael worked with uh, Jason Myers a lot. And, and um, I would kind of help when I could, I wasn't going to step on Michael's toes by any means, but um, Michael and I share a lot of the same sort of philosophies with kicking. So it wasn't, wasn't anything different than J- that, that Jason would have learned from me. But um, Jason and I, I are friends and, and um, you know, he's done a very good job and he, I hope I, I wish the best for him. I hope he continues. Yeah, I think I remember even Lambo was kind of written off before he got to Jacksonville. Right. And he's been playing amazing. I think he had a little bit of a reputation in, in San Diego or something like he was there for a little while and got caught. And I, I don't know what happened there, but um, you know, I've, I've only met uh, Lambo one time. Um, nice guy, really, really cool guy. I met him at a, a Coughlin uh, charity event, um, J Fun event here in, in Jacksonville at the Wine Tasting Gala, actually. Um, but yeah, Josh is a good dude and and um, and a phenomenal athlete. You know, he's a pro ex pro soccer player and um, he's very smooth at what he does. And he's got a very good head on his shoulders. He can handle a lot of pressure and he does it really well. Well, thanks, Mike. We appreciate you coming on and uh, talking with us. If if you have any prospective kickers listening or somebody who wants to refine their skills, what's the best way for someone to reach out to you in regards to the Proform Kicking Academy? Well, the, the website is proformkicking.com. Um, uh, Twitter's proformkicking, uh, Instagram proformkicking, Facebook proformkicking, everything proformkicking. You can just Google my name. You'll find All right, Great. And we'll be sure to uh, put your uh, information in the uh, podcast description as well. And we'll throw it up on Twitter too. Um, but we appreciate you taking the time. It means a lot, especially from an ex-Jags player and somebody that uh, gave us a lot of awesome moments growing up uh, with the team. Uh, so it means a lot you doing this and, um, you know, maybe in the future we could have you on again. That sounds good, guys. Have a great time. Thank All you right. so much. Thanks, Mike. We appreciate it. Thanks, sure. Mike. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast.